Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So what were we talking about last time? I remember being really fired up about it. <laughs> That's right. We were talking about a tweet from Alistair uh, Coburn, and uh, we'll, of course, link to that in the show notes and our uh, previous podcast. And what it was is his uh, diagram that he has around the heart of Agile, and then he'd expand it out. So one of the things, he's got this diamond shape uh, diagram with, with four elements in it, and then he's got extensions to those elements. And uh, so we were talking about those extensions. We really liked a couple of them, especially increase the quality of listening and uh, pause, check data and emotions, which of course fits beautifully with the messages of this podcast and of our book, Agile Conversations. So we were, we were uh, talking about why these things were valuable and, and why they're in the heart of Agile. Exactly. And I remember being all fired up about it. I remember getting uh, worked up and then we ran out of time. That's right. The, the, the lead in here was uh, you, you, you said, um, look, remind me to talk about this next time, you know, the kind of the motherhood and apple pie angle. So, ah, right. Yeah. yeah tell okay. us about motherhood and apple pie. Exactly. Well, so some of our listeners, uh, out, probably outside the United States and even some inside, won't be familiar with this phrase. So it's important to understand what the phrase is. Uh, so we'll put a link in the show notes as usual. And what I often hear that phrase used to describe is stuff that no one would ever disagree with. So, it, and often in, in terms of politics. So you might be a politician, you give a speech and somebody comes away from the speech saying, well, gosh, all, all that politician ever did in that speech was to advocate the, the goodness of motherhood and apple pie. And by taking such an uncontroversial position, I, I think if you took a poll, you would find a very small number of humans in the world who are opposed to motherhood or opposed to <laughs> apple pie. And by taking such an uncontro uncontroversial position, you haven't really added anything. So uh, that's how I always think about it. It's, uh, it also turns out I, in, in doing the research for this, I, I discovered that there's motherhood and apple pie day in Virginia. So they have a whole day devoted to this. Who knows? Who knew? <laughs> but the, the, the point that I'm making is that if you simply say, and I know Alistair's not doing this, but, but I, I think it would have been easy to walk away from our podcast last week with this belief. If you just say, hey, it would be good if you listened more and if you paused to reflect. If that's all you came away with, then, uh, uh, well, you, you haven't read our book and you haven't understood some of the things that we feel strongly about. And I didn't want us to, to just walk away on that note because the problem with this kind of thing is it can be just, hey, here's some good stuff that you should do. And then you're left high and dry and very frustrated, as I often have been in this situation, reading business books, saying, yeah, great. I'd love to do that stuff. How the heck do I do it? All you've done is tell me <laughs> that I should do things I was already in favor of. The problem is in the execution. That's right. And I, I, could, I could see your, your point here, because if so, to increase the quality of listening, it's like, well, how would I know if I'm doing that? You know what <laughs> I want? It's like, be better. Well, if I, if I knew how to be better, I, I would already be doing it. So there's a there's a, a bit of a gap there. That I think one of the things that's interesting, and we we want to say is the idea is that it's not enough to have the principle. And I, and you and I also get frustrated, I think, in our um, uh, talks sometimes that it, we're worried. At least I'm worried it'll be just entertainment. We will come and talk about principles and say, you know, it'd be it would be good if you do these things if you're better at listening and people and uh, had empathy and whatnot. People are like, yep, it would be better, and it, well, I agree. But, but they leave with no intention to do anything different. And in part is the question of, well, what specifically do you do to, to be different? If, now, the, the, because we're talking about Alistair Coburn here, one of the, the things I think I would tie this to is the thing he talks about or has talked about for many years is Shuhari as a progression 
of skills. Um, and in particular, the, what I like about this progression for this case is the shoe level is um, just tell me specifically what to do. Like I, I'm, I'm a beginner. I am just going to follow directions. And so what are the directions to increase quality of listening? What are the directions that I can just follow to, to pause and check data and emotions? Sure. Well, we have lots of them, and you can listen to our previous podcasts on this topic, and we could we could go into the detail. What I'm what I'm interested in is what what's Alistair's answer to that? Because I know <laughs> Alistair, I know that he would not simply say, "Oh yes, go and listen, and and you'll be better." And yeah, thanks very much, and you know, goodbye. He, he wouldn't do that. He's not a politician. Your 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 instincts are correct, and in fact, uh, he has created something called collaboration cards, and uh, this is something he's been talking about for many years now, and it is the is his intention was then to take the elements of collaboration and break it down into individual playing card size directions that were steps you could just do you know here are the the concrete steps that you could you could pull them out like moves and say right i want i want to get better at this so i'm going to go ahead and follow this card and it would be moving you on the right direction and, and he's been talking about it for years, apparently, but somehow I've missed it. So I was very glad that, that you, you found this and reminded me about it and told me about it. Because these are great. These are not motherhood and apple pie. These are specific things you can do, like say something honest on the edge of what you think is allowed. That's a, a <laughs> thing you could just go and do. Now, it's painful to do. It might not be fun or easy or simple, and you might screw it up. But it's an action you can take. And if you did it, you'd be collaborating better. And I, I, uh, relevant to our... Um, uh, topic of improving the, uh, the listening, for example, is uh, this idea of um, where did it go? Uh, inquire, don't contradict. That's a, a great one because uh, we're always talking about increasing your inquiry, being more curious. So here's a great card that uh, tells you some specific things to do and tells you an interesting thing. I'm not sure I necessarily agree that not contradicting is is uh, is great, but it, it's a good thing you can do. So you could go and try out his cards. And I think he even uh, teaches a course on this, doesn't he, Jeffrey? Uh, that's right. I think we've, we've come across the, the idea that I, and I came across a tweet where he said he was breaking down his uh, class into sort of half-day uh, elements. His, I think it's his advanced agile course. He was breaking down in half-day elements. And one of the half-days was focused on collaboration cards. So, uh, and uh, I've seen in researching for this episode, I went and see he's he's mentioned things on and off. So uh, I'm I'm uh, I'll be curious, Alistair, what what the latest is. I did I also found collaborationcards.com. So clearly he was working on it being an order form uh, that that we could order from, but it's not currently uh, up there. Uh, I'm I'm fortunate I do have uh, a pack, uh, not with me uh, within arm's reach at the moment. But uh, when we we had Alistair in uh, at Tim a couple years ago, and so we were able to get copies of his uh, the packs of cards. And I really like this idea. What I really value about it is that he's taken the time to distill this down into distinct moves, into distinct steps that people can practice. And the other art thing I like about the card artifact is you can share it with other people. <laughs> so you, well, you can be overt about what you're doing. You know, I'm, I'm trying this move right now. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, uh, inquire, as you said, or I'm, I'm going to try to listen intently. Um, you know, my, my goal for this meeting is to focus on being courteous or some, something of that nature. I, I like that idea of, of being public uh, about what I'm doing, being transparent uh, about what I'm intending. Because uh, I think that that both helps people understand my intent and also they can give me feedback later, you know, saying, you know, you were trying to do this, but 
you know, maybe it didn't come across as, as, as well as you might have liked. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey, you were trying to be curious, but you know, when you pounded on the table and, and shouted, that, that, that wasn't quite so courteous. Maybe you could do better on that one. So that kind of feedback I've always found very helpful, uh, but I can only trigger it if I share with other people what I'm attempting to do. Now, one thing uh, here, though, because you, you were quite fired up, and in thinking about this episode, I got a little bit fired up myself, but for a different reason, uh, which is I, I want to put some of the some of the pressure here on the listeners and the the Twitter readers and people out there who who are in the world of consuming these things, um, because you and I will often talk about the problem of uh, cargo cult uh, elements, where people will um, just pick up uh, some some uh, ideas from somewhere else and apply them without reflecting, without, without trying to um, localize them. You know, we're just, they're looking for the magic recipe. Um, and, uh, and I think there's this, um, and then there's this element of motherhood and apple pie. Um, it sounds like we're seeing two different things here. <laughs> I think that's the challenge. It sounds like we're getting contradictory messages. On the other hand, we're saying it's not enough to just copy what other people are doing. Uh, at the same time, we're saying, oh, look, if you're going to go develop new skills, then there's going to be a phase where you're just doing what people say. You're just applying these moves. Uh, and and I think there can be an element where it feels like we're contradicting ourselves. You know, what kind of, well, which is it? Are we supposed to be treating this like a shoe level practice where I'm just doing the, the thing that I've been told? Or is that the same thing as cargo culting? Uh, I have my view, but I'm just curious, does it, how does dilemma strike you? You know, this, this potential paradox in what we're saying. It's a good one, and I have to think about it a little bit. It strikes me that if you expect that by uh, merely copying the master, you will be able to defeat the master. This is going back to the karate analogy that this stuff comes from, right? So from martial arts, where you're the, the karate kid or something like that, doing the wax on, wax off, uh, for, for those of our listeners old enough to have seen the movie. Where, where you're doing that kind of shoe level activity, you wouldn't expect to be um, a master. You wouldn't expect to um, be able to play scales exactly sounding exactly like your piano teacher and then be able to play in Carnegie Hall. So it strikes me that uh, it's a very good step to take to start, but it's part of your learning. You wouldn't expect to be done after doing the the shoe level activity and so i'm i'm usually pretty happy when somebody comes to me and says yes i read your book and i folded a piece of paper in half and i actually wrote some conversations <laughs> down and i changed them if they didn't do it perfectly i'm not too fussed if that because then i have something to build on then i can coach them and help them and i'm, I'm excited that they can make progress and there are lots of different ways they can do it uh, once they get that practice under their belt. So I'm more I'm more on the shoe side. I, I'd say go ahead and, and shoe for a while. Just don't expect that you'll be a, a, a concert pianist afterward. So so I, I think the shoe level, like do do the thing is absolutely important. I, I think for me, it's the element is sort of of um, magical thinking, which is some people say, well, I, you know, I, well, I did those things. Uh, and how come I'm not getting the results? So I, like I went and I practiced, I, I practiced my scales. In fact, I did it for a week and yet I'm not able, I'm not a proficient, <laughs> I'm not a proficient performer. Yep. And, and unrealistic expectations like that are never going to get you very far in any discipline where there's any skill. And, and that's our whole point is that conversations, improving your agile performance, all of these things are skills you can practice and you start by practicing the basics, but then you have to move on. Exactly. And, and I think this is the point that I wanted to get to, which is the, the, the amount of time it takes. So when people say, look, well, we, you know, we tried standups 
and and they didn't work for us, or we tried retrospective and it didn't work for us. You know, I, I we did the we did the stuff in the XB book. You know, we tried TDD, but you know what? It just it was slow and awkward, <laughs> and so it didn't. You know, we we tried it for a whole week, and and it, I just don't think this TDD stuff makes sense for us. I think what people are missing is the level of um, effort required that these steps that we're laying out are valuable. And if you do them, you will improve, but it, you're not going to be mastering the skill in a small amount of time. Uh, it, it's going to take some extended effort to get the result. And, and that's true whether these are individual level practices, as we're talking about here, increasing the quality of listening, or if they are um, department-wide process things, you know, okay, we've, we've, we've adopted agile, we've adopted scrum, whatever that means for you. And then people, uh, don't expect there to be a learning curve or they, you know, they don't expect to, to put in extended energy, uh, of, to, of deliberate practice to improve what I've gotten in the habit of in, uh, with the company I work with at, at, at Tim and, and others, when I'm coaching people is, as I will often say, we should expect to be bad at this. You know, we're starting this, we're doing this practice for the first time. We should expect to be bad. <laughs> that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean it's a bad practice. It means we lack skill. And so when we struggle, this is something that I come, will come up with a, a lot of times, a, a re, reformulation. So if someone says, for example, large meetings don't work, I would say, can we recast that? You say, we don't currently have the skill <laughs> to, to have large meetings productively. Mm -hmm. That framing is very different because one of the things it says is, well, what, what are those skills? Who are the people who know how to do that? Can we go learn from them? <laughs> is there something we can do? Got it. Well, and, and I certainly agree. That's something I often do with my clients is to encourage them not to say these broad sweeping generalizations, especially if you can have evidence, if there is evidence that somebody has made it work sometime. I mean, we, we can't build a time machine. I, I'd kind of buy that because there's nobody out there who's routinely building time machines. But if somebody says we, we can't hold standups, I have to question that because I, I have evidence that there are people who hold standups and find them productive and find them helpful. But I, 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 we might be depressing our listeners because they might be thinking, gosh, now I have to do all this hard effort. This sounds like, um, you know, I'm going to have to do a New Year's resolution. It's going to be like swearing off uh, donuts or something like that. It's going to be painful. <laughs> and that's, that's true. But the good news is that you can make improvements relatively quickly. So uh, Argyris, the uh, guy who came up with a, a lot of the social science underpinnings of some of the ideas that we talk about, uh, described the, the time it takes to become proficient as about the same time as it uh, takes to, to play a not so bad game of tennis. So um, you could imagine that being measured in months. It's certainly not in days. You couldn't go to the court, hit a few balls around and suddenly take on Roger Federer. Uh, that would not happen. But you could imagine practicing every few days for a few months and playing a game without uh, uh, embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and that's the kind of level of effort it takes. For example, I have a client who's just been doing so wonderfully well and making such a huge transformation in their business. And uh, we're about six weeks in and they are becoming proficient at some of these techniques that we talk about and, and having a huge effect. So don't have to feel that this is something you'll be doing and, and painfully struggling with. You'll be in shoe mode for uh, many, many years. You, you might be. But um, if, if you work hard at it, if you uh, put, put in effort, uh, this is something you can master in a, a little while, but it won't be overnight. 
and you certainly won't get there by simply adopting the motherhood and apple pie approach. Yes, these are great things. We, we're in favor of them. We're in favor of listening. Now let's go back to what we were doing before. I'm, I'm, I'm struck by one thing. I happen to be reading a, a book right now called uh, Thanks for the Feedback by uh, Douglas Stone and Sheila Keen, I believe is the name. And uh, in it, they were talking about uh, you know, the, the, how feedback can be painful. And, and as something we talked about before, learning can be painful. Learning can be horrible uh, as when it's about yourself. And that's one of the things that can make feedback so difficult. However, one of the, the things they were talking about was um, growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And that the idea of learning and growth is less painful if we, if we have a, a growth mindset. And uh, it was, I, they were talking about the original experiments that Carol Dweck did that led to the concept of a growth mindset, which was taking uh, children and giving them increasingly difficult puzzles that, that got more and more difficult. And the odd part was that some of them, uh, uh, most of the kids got discouraged and would stop, but some of them would be really excited by the challenge. And uh, and they clearly had a different mindset. And that's kind of what was the insight that led to the different growth mindset. And then they found that they could have children have different responses to difficult puzzles based on on the mindset that they would give them. So if they said, um, oh, wow, you you solved that puzzle, you're really smart. Uh, uh, th that was one way to prime them. That was priming people with a fixed mindset. But if you said, oh, you solved that puzzle, you puzzle, you worked really hard on that. You really persevered. You, you really persevered, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're priming them with a growth mindset. Uh, and then if you followed up by asking them, would you like a harder puzzle or an easier puzzle? The people who you primed with a fixed mindset would ask for an easier one. And the ones that you asked, you primed with a growth mindset would ask for a harder one. So I think that's the last insight for me and the last challenge I would put out to listeners, which is as you uh, are, we hear us talking about these skills, you hear us talking about pursuing these things with practice is to say, I think you will find it easier if you adopt a growth mindset which is, and this is the idea when I would tell people, look, we're, we should expect to be bad at this, but we should also expect to be better. If we work hard and, and persevere and collaborate, we will solve these problems. We will improve and we'll be able to see that improvement. And that uh, feeling, that improvement uh, will feel really good. <laughs> and and if, we, if we get to the idea where we like that process, we, we begin to enjoy the process of challenging ourselves, finding our limits, uh, in, in improving along these skills, then we get a positive feedback loop. And that will really sustain us through those periods of, uh, uh, of struggle as we do struggle to uh, adopt and master new skills. There you go. Well, I certainly have been trying, and I know you have, Jeffrey, to be priming our listeners with a growth mindset. That sounds like a very helpful thing to do, and also priming them to actually go and do some work. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> yes. don't just adopt motherhood and apple pie. Don't just agree and nod, but walk away from this podcast with something new that you can do. If you're looking for what that might be, you can have a look on conversationaltransformation.com. You can get in touch with us there. You can see videos from us, other podcasts, lots of different things. So have a look there. And of course, we like it when you hit the subscribe button because we'll be back next week to prime you with more ideas and we'd love to hear from you again. So hit subscribe in whatever app you're using. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Ron.